Ten years ago, there wasn't really social media. You know, when we first started our concerts, you had to take out a ad in the, you know, the, the paper. I've realized how different marketing is in the last 10 years. Hey there, I'm Emily Steele, and I help local business owners turn their pie-in-the-sky visions into amazing money-making realities. After working with hundreds of local brands, I created this podcast to give local business owners even more tools to build a simply irresistible brand. I'm ready to be your personal point guard and assist you in all your business endeavors, one interview, episode, and idea at a time. Together, we'll tackle the topics that you need help with the most to make your brand a force to be reckoned with on all fronts. Through interviews with other awesome business owners and experts who are currently crushing it, to tip-focused episodes centered around need-to-know topics like social media and email marketing, we'll span the entrepreneurial horizon and provide you with the resources you need to take your brand straight to the top and then some. Let's do this. Hello, Local to Legend listeners. Today's guest is Mason Grobin, who is in charge of all things winemaking and promotions for Jasper Winery, which is a local winery here in the Des Moines, Iowa area. So if you've never heard of Jasper Winery, let me tell you a little bit more before we dive into our conversation. Jasper Winery was started by Jean and Paul Grobin, Mason's parents. They planted their first grapes in the year 2000 with their original operations in a renovated warehouse building near downtown Newton, Iowa. In 2003, Mason graduated from the University of California, Davis with a degree in viticulture and enology and came back to assist with the family business, helping them establish a reputation for producing excellent quality wine. In 2007, the winery started to outgrow the Newton location, so the Groban family found a piece of property near Grays Lake, a popular lake here in the Des Moines area, and they began construction of the current winery, which opened in the summer of 2009. So basically for the past 10 years, they've been hosting different events, live music for the public, and so many other collaborative experiences that our own community benefits from. I have absolutely loved working with the Grobins and their team on a multitude of events over the past decade or so. And I personally am so excited to spend many Thursday evenings at Jasper enjoying music with my little family. So it's funny, this is a business I can't help but thank Mason for growing because it's benefited so many people in our own local community. And I'm excited to share more about the story with you guys today. So Mason, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about the winery. Your parents started it when you were in, would that be high school then? Yeah, kind of as all the all of us kids were moving out of the house, my parents were kind of looking to, for something to do with their time. They always had a big garden and they started growing grapes and then they got the crazy idea to start a winery. <laughs> I feel like that is kind of a crazy idea. Most Iowans probably don't consider doing that, right? I don't see yeah. that doing it. You don't, yeah. It was definitely, and especially back then, it was, it was, it was rare. Yeah. So that was 2000 when they first planted the grapes, and then they were like, "Let's just see how this goes, and if it works out, we'll do, we'll create a winery." Yep. They, uh, they kind of. I was looking for, to decide what I was going to do for college, and they encouraged me to go out to California and learn how to make wine. So that, that's what I did. Worked at some wineries get some experience. And then around 2007, that's when I moved permanently back to uh, Iowa to work in the family business. I feel like my parents never encouraged me to leave the state of Iowa for college. So your parents were like, get out to California. Like, were you super pumped to do that? I was, yeah. You know, obviously growing up in Iowa, moving out to California was a pretty big draw for me. Um, Yeah. it, It was fun. So I said this in the the intro of viticulture and enology. What is, can you break that down for us? Uh, so viticulture is grape growing and enology is the science of winemaking. Okay. That's so specific. And I love that. It was like, okay, like we have this winery. 
it would make a lot of sense for you to help us and kind of get some expertise and training on how to do this really well. So did you feel like when you went to college, you had like this confidence that you were going to come back and really create something magical for the company? Uh, yeah, you know, back then, this was kind of before, you know, the all the local breweries took off here in Iowa and, you know, kind of the craft beverage industry was still in its infancy. It was an exciting time. Uh, Iowa hadn't really seen a lot of this kind of culture and stuff like that. So it, it was it was fun to be a part of that. Okay, you're in Newton doing this for a while, right? Is that part of the timeline of you getting back involved after college? Yeah, about 2007, that's when I made the decision to move back to Iowa permanently. And okay. when when I made the commitment to move back permanently to Iowa, that's when I kind of convinced my parents that we should move the winery into Des Moines. And that's yeah. when we located this property and began construction on our current mm-hmm. location. Yeah. And if you haven't been to Jasper, you're listening and you're not from the Des Moines area. I feel like that piece of property you guys have is so cool. And I feel like people would have loved to get their hands on that. Even like even in a couple of years, I bet so much more interest would have been like had by people. It's just so such a great place to be. Yeah. Thanks. We're, we're very happy and fortunate to be here. So your role in the beginning, you have this expertise now, right? And in the wine business. So what does your role look like when you first kind of came back in 2007? Yeah, you know, when I first came back, my role was was mostly just the wine production duties. Back then, I did a lot of, uh, a lot more vineyard work, going out to the vineyards and picking grapes, bringing crews out to the vineyards and picking grapes. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's more, uh, you know, doing more kind of promotional activities advertising and just kind of general management, but still doing all the wine production as well. What's wine production like? Can you talk us through a little bit of that process just for anyone who's been curious about it, but never dove into the the topic before? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I guess you need to understand about, uh, obviously wine is that you got to start with grapes. So it is, it's an agricultural product. We start out in the vineyards and uh, harvest time in Iowa, August, September into October. So yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll go out there and pick the grapes with crews. Quite a bit of work getting all the grapes picked. Kind of time sensitive because they they're depending on the climate, uh, the weather that year. Uh, you know, they can ripen at a very specific time, and you want to pick them at that time so that you lock in those flavors. So you know, getting the grapes picked is the the first step, and then we transport them into the winery out back. The winery we have what we call the crush pad, and that's where the grapes are crushed and they're destemmed and then pressed. Um, then at that point, you basically have grape juice, right? And then yep. uh, we add, add yeast to the grape juice and the yeast convert the sugar to alcohol. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, they'll go through, uh, depending on the wine style, various uh, aging and blending. Then uh, once it's ready to go, uh, filtration and packaging, bottling. That's a pretty intense process. Like it's not just like you one or two steps. It's multi-steps and probably creating a process and system around all of it. So that's something you oversee the whole production of, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Did you start off with like a certain type of wine when you were beginning and and how has that evolved? Yeah. You know, when we first started, we visited a lot of local wineries, uh, Midwest wineries and kind of get an idea of what varieties we want to do. The first four wines that we started, we still make those. And then we've added on to that. Uh, okay. But yeah, we, you know, we, we do uh, red wine, white wine, dry, sweet, kind of across the board. Mm-hmm. Do you have a personal favorite? You know, I, I like a grape, uh, 
called Marquette. It makes a nice mm-hmm. barrel-aged dry red wine. Um, that's, that's probably my favorite. Love it. You are probably very refined, like in your wine, wine drinking, right? Like, you know, like a, what a really good wine is. Do you feel like that's true after this experience? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I probably don't have the money to buy the really expensive stuff, but uh, <laughs> you know, I definitely enjoy it. I love wine, but I don't feel like I'm to the point where I'm like, some people can taste the notes and they know different things about the wine. I'm just like, I just know I like it or I don't right. like it's very straightforward. <laughs> that's Maybe all that. you need to know. So as you're going through the wine making process, like, did it come to a point where, you know, it's you, your parents, you said you have some people who help come in and pick the grapes, but do you start building a team beyond you three or like, how does, how do things evolve from that standpoint? Yeah. You know, we have relationship with grape growers, so we have our own vineyard, but we have about five other vineyards around central Iowa that we, uh, we buy the grapes from. So they help uh, supply the grapes. Then it's just, uh, yeah, getting your production help. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the front of house staff, your event staff and your tasting room staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's another important note. Not only do you have the winemaking production side of it, but you also have this beautiful facility now as well that a lot of different activities happen. So weddings, corporate events, fundraisers, things like that are happening at the winery. So I imagine that was like a whole other segment you have to manage and oversee. So from my knowledge, you guys have a person who does, who manages all those events at this point, right? Yeah, that's right. We currently have a, a events coordinator and then a tasting room manager. Okay, perfect. That seems like a, probably a very busy role with all of the things going on. It is, you know, when you look at our business model uh, from a revenue standpoint, you know, the, the weddings and events are, are, are a big part of, uh, you know, what we do. Mm-hmm. Hey, Local to Legend listener, we'll get back to the show in just a minute. I wanted to tell you about a brand new training we created on how to generate consistent sales for your local business without a complicated or expensive marketing strategy. Inside this training, you'll learn how to avoid the three big mistakes that are keeping you overwhelmed, unfocused, and busy all the time. You'll also learn the local business growth method, helping hundreds of local business owners and what it looks like to finally unlock the secret sauce that makes you the staple brand your community adores. Just head to www.love-local.co forward slash training to get access to this absolutely free training. All right, let's get back to the show. Did you guys slow down quite a bit when COVID hit or was it, did you feel pretty impacted by that? I would imagine so. Yeah, we were definitely shut down completely for a couple months. Most Mm -hmm. of the weddings and stuff were canceled last summer. We hopefully going to be bouncing back Pretty well this summer. We have about 50 weddings scheduled for 2021. Oh my gosh. That's a lot of, lot of brides and grooms and families. I know. that's wild. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We're just kind of bouncing back from COVID. We got of our concerts starting up. So hopefully we're really going to get back in this swing of things around here. Yeah. And one of the things you get to do this summer is get back to doing those Thursday night music series, the live music. So can you tell us a little bit about how that came about, how you decided to start that series? Yeah, you know, we started that. Uh, this is actually going to be our 10th year doing a Thursday night. Wow. You know, when we, when we started that thing, we just just used, uh, rolled my my barbecue from home and, you know, just grilled burgers and bus and start, started small, but it's really grown over the last 10 years. And, you know, it's obviously our biggest event and it's a ton of fun bringing some great local bands and it's a free event. And it's, it's nice because it's a family friendly event. So all my friends could bring their kids down and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. 
Yeah. I'm just trying to give someone a picture of what it's like at the winery. So how many people could attend or do attend these Thursday nights when it's, when it's full? Yeah. You know, I could ask that. It's tough to say, you know, we're really, you know, when we're really slamming down here, you know, on a Thursday night, I would say we definitely, you know, at least probably have a thousand people on our busiest Mm -hmm. nights Uh, for people who haven't been down here. Just, we have, we set up bands out in front of the winery and we have a, just a big lawn area where people bring blankets or lawn chairs and you just kind of hang out, drink wine and get have food trucks and Mm -hmm. just kind of relax. Yeah. I remember when I was running pop-up yoga Des Moines, we would come to Jasper one Sunday a month. And I remember a class specifically where 200 people came and I was like, Oh my gosh, but your lawn is so big. It like didn't feel like hundreds of people there. It felt like it was totally inappropriate size, but that was like, to me, I just didn't even know so many people could want to come to the same place at the same time to do yoga. What we ended up doing was a little yoga and then people sat on the patio and had wine after it was like, you get yep. to earn your wine, you know, you exercise, right. and you get it. So that's amazing. A thousand people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't even like yeah. comprehend what that would feel like. I've only been there when maybe there's a few hundred at different okay. types of events, but I, I'm excited to experience it. And I'm sure you will find so many people coming out because of like post COVID, like haven't experienced seeing people in a long time. So excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about some of the evolutions of like being in business for, you know, since 2000, really, I'm sure a lot has changed. Obviously moving from Newton to Des Moines, like having a place where you're hosting events. So that line of business, having community events, I feel like you have other things that have happened since or new additions to the business that have been exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, few things you know as far as products we we recently came out with some uh canned wine which is kind of a exciting new thing in the wine industry so we came out with a, a line of canned wine we have canned sangria and then some canned wine spritzers that's kind of our, our new thing on a on the product side you know the, the other thing kind of from a business standpoint is that's really changed over uh you know the last 10 years is you know 10 years ago there wasn't really social media you know, when we first started our concerts, you had to take out a ad in you know the the paper. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've realized how 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 different marketing is in the last ten years, and so you know we've done our best to kind of adjust and change our business model so that we're keeping up with the times, I guess. Yeah, I know that's how we like had our first conversation together of just like, hey, maybe we could get the hummingbirds there. So by the time this yep. episode comes out, I'm. I think it'll be about that time where we're getting like hundred hummingbirds there to create social content and create some buzz. So yeah, that's probably yeah. a huge difference than, you know, 2010. Like that right, wasn't yeah. even, like, happening at all. I think I was on Facebook at that point, but I don't know if Instagram was even a thing then. Yeah. It's, it's just so normal now that you realize you know, it's hard to believe that 10 years ago wasn't around, you know, 10 years. Like I didn't have an iPhone. Now I'm like, yeah. What? What is this? That's so crazy. Okay. So canned wines. Yeah. Those are super popular. I know I'm a fan of, of that. So maybe something that would be interesting for listeners too, is just kind of the distribution process, because you obviously like people can come and get the canned wine or bottles of wine at your winery. That's pretty straightforward. But consumers are looking to make these decisions probably quickly when they're at the grocery store, like out and about. And so how did you establish getting your products into different places, like maybe liquor stores or grocery stores? What does, what does that look like? 
Yeah, you know, it's just it's just going around to the Hyphy Wine and Spirits and just approaching the 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 wine and spirits managers and doing the same with the different bars and restaurants, kind of building those relationships. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's just loading up the van with with wine and driving around and getting it delivered. Really, I didn't know it was like that. That seems very straightforward. <laughs> you just kind of go. You ask for the the manager and then talk to them and they either like give you their time or they don't. Okay. How have you decided like where you distribute? Is it based on location from Des Moines? Just because if you are self-distributing, maybe it's, you know, based on distance. Yeah. You know, we're within maybe like a 50 mile radius is kind of our, when we're really like in the grocery stores, we've really started to branch out. We've had a lot of success getting our canned wine into other Iowa breweries. Uh, just because a lot of the a lot of the breweries they want to be able to offer a wine, but the canned wine is nice because it's single serve, so there's no wasted product. I never thought about that—the wasted wine from bottles. But that makes so much sense. Like you don't get waste when you have a can. I mean, unless someone didn't finish it, but that's their own problem, right? Right. right <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. That's such a great perspective. I can see why people would be more interested in that than bottles for sure. Yeah. And also, uh, yeah, you know, with, with, with the whole COVID thing, you know, just have an individual serve so you don't have wine sitting left open. People appreciate that. Yep. Another really great perspective. I love that. So do you see like where Jasper Winery might be in like five, 10 years? Do you have a vision for what else will happen with the company or can you even think that far ahead? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, may, keep maintaining what we're doing now. The, the, the part of the business that we're, we're really trying to grow is our e-commerce business. Nice thing about wine is you can ship it. Uh, like legally, you can't really ship beer, but wine you can ship. So we're, we're trying to, this is kind of my, my little fun side project, I guess, but uh, may, may getting, our, getting our e-commerce sales up and going um, in-state and out-of-state, uh, running like Facebook and Instagram ads to try to, try to yeah. get that going and different. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. Just give me yeah. you know, that, you know, was, you know, as we were all sitting home during COVID, it was some new some new skill sets that I you know try to teach myself. Yeah, it's not an easy world advertising uh, on social. Like, I think people are like, oh yeah, just boost a post. I'm like, no, you have like yeah. ad manager, ad sets, ads. Like, it's not something you just like turn on. Like, you if you're really good at it, you can make some pretty big impact financially and like brand awareness and all the things in between. So good for yep. you for figuring out that out. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's cool. fun. yeah. <laughs> and it's so relevant to today's consumer too. I, I think I saw an ad recently where like, it was from a, a wine spritzer company and I don't remember who, but it was basically like a membership subscription. I was like, Oh, that's fascinating. I just never had considered that type of model, but I can see how a lot of people would be interested and delighted to receive wine on a regular basis to their home. So yeah, we actually just launched a wine club last week. So we're excited oh, for what? that. Yeah. yeah. We got the JW club, uh, where we do, we'll do uh, quarterly shipments. Um, mm-hmm. and there's kind of some under other member perks here at the winery. So yeah, we just, just did launch that. Yeah. That's awesome. So big things happening. I love it. So <laughs> it's so funny. I think people think like, Oh, you know, winery, all they do is wine, but I think like you've diversified so much and been able to kind of create different revenue streams and also just impact in the community and really become a staple company in this, in this area. And I think that's just so amazing. So where can listeners find out more about you? 
Obviously, it's social media uh, at Jasper Winery. Go to our website. May 20th will be our first Thursday night uh, concert here down at the winery. So for local listeners, I encourage you to stop down to the, on Thursday nights. And we're open seven days a week for free wine tasting. Oh, I love that. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on Local to Legend today. It was so nice chatting with you. Yeah, thank you. Happy to be here. You just listened to the Local to Legend podcast. We share new episodes every week. So make sure to subscribe and visit www.localtolegendpodcast.com for the latest. Now, I've also created a free five-day launch your list mini course. Just visit www.love-local.co forward slash launch your list. It's totally free. And also, if you want to spread the love, you're welcome to share this episode on Instagram so other people can come and get this info too. Tag me at emily.steel and at love.local so I can get to know you more. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.